What's up, shenaniganizers? Zach with Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This is part two of To Catch a Preterist. As I mentioned in the intro to the last episode, there would be a follow-up, and this one is unedited. Basically, we finished our podcast with Dave, good friend Dave, and the recording kept going. Dave and Scott kept talking, and so this is unedited, unfiltered, there's a beer reference, conversation, kind of hashing out some of the things that were touched on during the episode, and uh, Scott accuses me of ruining that conversation, so I'll let you guys be the judge of that. <laughs> it's funny, a couple different times Dave and Scott make mention of this conversation not being on the, on the podcast, and this will probably not be, in, be on the podcast which is amusing. So at me as a nonconformist has to put it on the podcast. Maybe they wanted me to put it on the podcast and they know me well enough to think that I would be a nonconformist and put it on the podcast. Oh, dang it. It's a good conversation and it's kind of refreshing that it's unedited. I know some people listen and think, Wait, they edit the other stuff? I know. I know. I hear you. We did get some feedback on part one of To Catch a Preterist. Uh, Roderick Edwards on Twitter was basically promoting his blog as AA for Recovering Eschatoholics. Um, and that's unpreterist.blogspot.com. There's a free plug, a non-endorsement plug. I've... Uh, not spent a whole lot of time over there, but sounds like Roderick used to be a preterist for a long time and has some feelings about coming out of it. So do with that what you will. I appreciate the listenership and the feedback, Roderick. And to the rest of you, we need ratings and reviews on iTunes. Just take a few minutes. If the Lord puts it on your heart, leave us a review on iTunes. You don't have to say much. Just click five stars, maybe three and above. We'll take, actually we'll take whatever. Just give us some feedback. That would be much appreciated on iTunes. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under our name. You can figure it out. Really appreciate you listening to this special bonus episode, unfiltered for your enjoyment. <laughs> but that's music. Cue music. Yeah. He didn't say boo. Yeah, he he. In spite of them treating him like crap, he 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 loved them, and um, he said, "Weep for yourselves, um, forgive them." Um, Get behind me, Satan! He said to Peter. Yep, that I think Satan was there with Peter at that crucial moment in time, not in some other country doing something to some guy. <laughs> I, I still have so much more. I got to ask a question. Do you reference the Bible when making decisions or do you just know in your heart since you got the Holy I Spirit think, in you? Uh, so I think the Bible gives us a lot to make deci- to help us make decisions. Um, I don't think you have to pray about everything you do every second of the day. Um, I, I do believe that the Spirit can help you in that, but no, I don't. 
I don't decide, you know, what I don't try to find a verse to help me support, make my decision. Cheerios or shredded wheat. <laughs> yeah. So grape nuts. Uh, but I, I would say it's a good it's a good example. I mean, Christ referenced the word of God when he was tempted by Satan um, in the wilderness. And the more we know the word and that then we'll know the world the will of God. And it seems like his will has been um, pretty well established and you know, you can you can probably go through anything in life, and 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 if you know the word, you'll know what direction to go with that decision. Yeah, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds yeah. from the mouth of God. And how does that apply to your life, Scott? That men shall not live by bread. That's alone. not application. That's pretty typical. Well, I wouldn't have expected anything else. All right. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We'll never know what Scott's actually thinking in his heart. So what I think that means Scott is that thinking in his heart is that I try not to have my own opinions. I try to base my opinions based on the Word of God, on a literal interpretation of Revelation. On, oh wait, never mind, sir. Not well, literal, literal in the sense that not not everything is figurative, but not not everything is literal. I mean, you don't. Right. You, is Jesus a lamb in heaven? Well, so that, is that's he a door. So that's why I say, okay. Right. So is, is, is there a seven headed so dragon? Is he, he literally sitting down on the right okay. hand? Well, <laughs> according to Dave, does God have a hand? According to so so did did Jesus did Jesus blood cover our sins? Literally, what? Because yeah. it, it says right. Yeah, right? his yeah, so it atoned it's in yeah. in uh, in in the first. So really in quick, the way this ties to eighty seventy one fourteen or two fourteen. It says Jesus. The Lamb of God who laid down, who gave his life for our sins. Right. So did that happen? Is so that the literal? high priest went into the Holy of Holies, right? And that was to establish that he could atone and he would come out. Okay. And then he would go back in. So he came, he, he went in and then came out to establish that he could atone for sins. And then he went back in. Because he lived in the right, presence of God. Because they saw that he was alive. So, yeah, uh, he was alive. And so that's what happened. Um, at the, when he died and was crucified, and then he resurrected. That's to show that he could atone for our sins. And then I would say that the, one of the understandings of the second coming is um, he judged um, Israel the, How? The, in destroying the old covenant, in destroying Jerusalem, in destroying those who persecuted his believers and killed the prophets and denied the Messiah. He destroyed that old covenant, and he instituted. He basically put the nail in the coffin. There was no way they could even try to do the old covenant because there was no more temple. Mm. I mean, there well, was den- there was no denying it at that point when he came on the clouds in judgment. He came on. So, yeah. but the clouds are are just language figurative, figurative the language. same way they were in Old Testament so it, prophets. But but in Acts, other, yes. but in Acts, when he ascends, when he says mm-hmm. he says the same way you see me going, the same way the same way is what you'll see me coming. He came like so the he, Father he, he on as, clouds of judgment. He ascended on the clouds, right? But like the Father on clouds of, of glory, which the Father is in judgment. But the Father, yeah, but the Father came in clouds. When was yeah. that? Oh, many times in the Old Testament. The Father came on clouds. Yeah. Well, the use, your, used. use your uh, software to do word search. Uh, and I'll, I say, oh, uh, Ezekiel. Yeah. Whoa, that was uh, <laughs> condescending there. Yeah. <laughs> if you read your Bible, uh, you'll see it. Yeah. Coming on the clouds was a Hebraic <laughs> word for judgment. Yeah. No, but when, when you, when you, but in, in referring to, well, was Jesus a door? Is he a lamb? That, that's not to say that nothing in the book of Revelation is Right, but is you got to pick and choose, right? Well, well, well is, is anything in the book of Revelation literal? 
Sure. Okay. I would say the so, seven so churches of so, Asia would be literal because so, he's saying and, this is who I'm writing the, the, but you're the letters to. You're picking and choosing then. I'm agreeing yeah. you should pick and choose. Okay. So so then when I so say... When, when somebody I say like you says you should take it all literal. No, no, I don't, I don't say it. Oh, I, no, I, I didn't say, mean to put words no, no, in your no, mouth. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't... I, I take it literally, but I don't, it's not all literal. But when I say literal, it's... But how do you decide what to take literal and what not? Well, how do you? Well, I know I asked the so same. The, I'd ask the same question. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll answer that question. I, so I, the more you understand the Old Testament covenant, or Old Testament prophets, and the language they used, you can recognize that in Revelation and see that John is using that same language. He's borrowing a lot of language from Daniel, Isaiah, Ezekiel, and you say, "Oh, the sun will go dark and the moon blah." blah. Oh, that actually happened like three or four times in the Old Testament when this nation was judged by this other nation and. And so you see, okay, None he's... None of which resulted in actual correct. sun going Correct. It was dark, symbolic yeah. for judgment, and that's the end of them. You know, they're not going to see the sun anymore because they're dead. Um, so, yeah. So when you see that um, these are Hebrews writing these prophets, these prophecies, and borrowing language right, that right. these I, Jews... Right. I get, I get all the that Jews stuff. knew these. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, they yeah. practically lived in the Old yeah. Testament. So... Um, so the Jews would have recognized those things as right. as as referring to that. Christians today that don't know the well, prophets, yeah, I, I, I get, I get, they're I waiting get for the sun stuff. to go dark. <laughs> yeah, I, I get all that stuff. Yeah, but but it's in the same. We we end up being in the same situation because if if one thing is literal or multiple things, you say. Okay, well, you have to pick. We both have to pick and choose. Yeah, you should see which, what's symbolic, and I would right. say Revelation is a very symbolic. But, but book. we both we both have to pick and choose what's symbolic and what's literal. You right? should be able to recognize that from the Bible as a whole. What? Okay, so so when you say I pick and choose, then I'm picking and choosing. When when I say you have to pick, you and should choose, be able to pick no, and no, choose. What? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Is that you shouldn't say the whole thing is symbolic, and you shouldn't say the whole thing is literal. okay. Good, right, right, right. When I say when I say I take it literally, I don't mean I take I don't take parables what literally. So I, I would say that I I take it literally um, in that we we have to approach it from a literal perspective first. What does that mean? So that, because if we if you take it figurative from the beginning, words can mean anything. Yeah. So so if you don't take it literal from the beginning. So when he uses the word dra- seven-headed dragon with X amount of horns, d- do you lean to taking that literally or figuratively? Well, no, so versus the, the, when no. he says the seven churches which are in Asia. So I, I think you you do have to have a lot of familiarity with the Old Testament prophets. Well, and you a lot should. of Christians today, including you yourself, don't have that. Uh, well, Jesus did a lot of borrowing from well, no, no, you, you, sh- you should yeah. not. You a should, lot of quotes. You yeah. should not. You should not interpret Revelation if you don't have uh, obviously a background in the Old I Testament. I agree. Yes, sir. Right, but but if I you, don't. What I don't like about what you just said, Scott, um, with all due, due respect. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't it, deserve well, any respect. Are you off? It's recording still, but I. Are you going to edit it down? I don't Zach, think Zach does not stuff. like this sure. stuff. He does no, not I love talking about this stuff. I don't think it's like part. It. We're not doing a podcast. We're having a good conversation, mm. which can go all night. Scott, we're almost. Well, they can push. Scott they can click the mouse. They can click the yeah, mouse or fast forward. So go, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. I'm trying to like. Go ahead. Find I, a balance between. I get it. I get it, Zach. I get it. I'm not. I understand your old. You in this. I understand your Old Testament. Go ahead. What was I saying? The problem you have with what I just said, Zach started this podcast to spread his big box. 
<laughs> he wants as many people. Big man beer. He wants as I'm many people in his that. box as that he, made the as whole he night worth it right there. Boom. Just having that out of context. Um, no, this has been awesome, and I like this is like a can of worm after a can of worms, and like so what. What is Isn't it cans of worm? Whatever. It's not. The worm that doesn't die? What about defaulting that verse? To, defaulting to, like, starting with literal literalism being, being yeah. the main thing. Yeah. And then building from that. I I don't, I think that's probably a bad presupposition. So can I finish what I was, let me, can I just real quick? Please do. So, so when I say starting from a literal perspective, if you don't start from a literal perspective... Then the the actual words, the Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic words, mm-hmm. can mean anything. Right, and so when John said, you know, they can mean this anything. is who, this is what this book is about. This is who it's from. This is who it's to. This is what I'm trying to convey. He's setting the precedence. But then he says, you know, when I was taken up in the spirit in this heaven and I saw things that were like this and like that, then you can say, oh, he's being figurative. Well, he's no, trying no, to paint I, a no, picture. I, no, I, I right. get that. I get that. But So we can use no, our, our well, discretion. No, no but hold, hold on. But, it, but if you start from a figurative perspective first, the words you, the words have no meaning because... Because you you don't have a basis to say sure. even that you're only looking at it as and either literal say, or figurative. No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not. No, let, no, no, let no, me no, give no, you no, that. no, 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 stop. Scott, so let, let me, me give you that. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> let me give you that, and let me say, let's say that you take everything the way that you think it should be meant. Any words that are used in Revelation by John, let's see if they do have a a, a first use in the Bible, and it's, he's borrowing some. So if he says something well, about well, the, even, a dragon even, or first no, 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 really, no, I'm serious, a dragon or stars, or, you know, okay, the what, harlot, harlot. How has that been used in the past? How have the prophets used those words? And I think we come to uh, this is arrogant, but I think you come to my belief. In, in Revelation, you know, in fulfilling things that happened in AD 70. But they're figurative. If they're figurative... Yes, and they were figurative no, in the Old Testament no, no, as well. No, no, if they're figurative, if, if you approach them... My point, I'm not saying that everything is literal. That's not... That's not I don't I think, understand. I don't think that's what literalists... I don't when it, when someone says no, I, I take the Bible literal, that you. That you, that you, that you no, everything I, I is literal. That. Right. So, so I don't... Well... Because no one admits that Jesus is a lamb. Starting that, well, yes, but so my point, I think, leads you to my point. Though my point, though, is if you start with everything is figurative. Okay, well, sure. I think things no, have precepts in the Old Testament, and here's here's the problem, well, no, Scott. So if, if you, I can say if one you thing, read the Old Testament. One though, thing: if when I use a word that doesn't line up with the way that uh, your eschatology agrees with. You would say I'm taking it out of context and I'm using it figurative instead of literal. Well, everyone would say that. Yeah. Right. Where so so if it doesn't fit your scenario, then it's being then I'm I'm not taking it the right way. I would say if it doesn't fit the way the Hebrews used that word in the past. Every every everyone would claim right. to be interpreting it correctly. Right. So I I, I think that's I, I I agree with you that sure. that we should, but everyone everyone would say well. You're not taking it right. Whatever you know. What, what, so I, 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 like I'm not uh, example. Claiming. I can give you example after example. Like let's say 144,000. I would say it's not a literal 12,000 of each tribe. The tribe. It's it's a figurative word, amount. It's not okay. a strictly literal number. Oh, but that doesn't. Uh, 
So I so I don't have to make it Actually, literal. Most numbers in the Bible are are what figurative. Not literal. Correct. Yes. But, so okay. like, uh, for a thousand years, well, a thousand. I mean, God owns the cows on a thousand hills. Well, he does. Does he not own the cattle on a thousand and one hills? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just the. It's how do you take this? I, I understand where you're coming from, and I, I see how you, you the way you approach Revelation affects what you get out of it. Well, well but any anyone could say that about anyone. The way you approach Revelation. No, I'm saying I understand right, that. That's right, true. Right, right. So you're not saying me. You're saying yeah, anyone, in general, right. the way you approach it is what you get out of it. Yeah. Right. Well, right. But my, my my point is, I'm not I'm not trying to say everything is literal because. When it talks about the whore, it's not talking about a, a girl that is sitting with her right, legs it's talking open. Right, Israel. It, right. Well, is it? Yes. Well, how do you know? Like, because right, he said oh. that was the city where Christ was crucified. Right. Right. So, so, uh, so, it's, so we have so hints you have around it right. to tell us. So, but that that's. But I think I would take that as my point that that we have reason to think that we we have reason to for why we think something means something. Sure. So even if it is allegorical, now, let me, you no, no. Well, even if you think it's allegorical, or if it is allegorical, it you you still have to have a basis for interpreting it as allegorical and what that allegory allegory is pointing to. Mm-hmm. So that when I so I, I think that. that is my more of my literal interpretation. I think the last thing I would say, because I know Zach's wanting to wrap it up. Who cares? Uh, here, and I'm not saying I evolved as in I'm superior in my views. I, I held the same view before, I think, as you. And um, the way I understand it now makes more sense as a whole. And it's not like I haven't looked at it in that way that you're looking at it. I've looked at it in both ways. I've looked at ways that aren't the way I look at it now and, or the way I used to. I've looked at the arguments for for all the ways of looking at it that I've seen, and I've come to my conclusion where I'm now. Um, it's not that I haven't given them a chance. It's not that I haven't had those those glasses that I've looked at through. I've had looked at through different glasses. I come to where I am now by looking at it through Hebraic language glasses because that's what it was written in, that's what it was written to, and it's borrowing language from the Old Testament. And what did it mean then when they said that? And a lot of Christians today, when they hear about cr- crazy things in Revelation, they're expecting to see those played out literally in the future. That was not the case. That's not how they understood it in the past because those same language uh, idioms were used in the past and it didn't come true literally and so I think that's where yeah. the hermeneutics comes into play. Audience rele- uh, relevance comes into play. And I think, underst- and that's why this all started with my Hebrew roots uh, movement, looking into what they're saying. It got me into the Old Testament and, and out of looking at it through the binoculars or lens of, you know, 21st century Christian. But well, how, how are these Hebrews understanding what was being said? What did it mean to them? Not what does it mean to me? Right. Um, and that's that's what changed my perspective and my understanding of Revelation. And instead of you know what does this guy this author today say about it, what what did it mean to these guys back then? Because those seven churches, those were real. It said the seven churches which are in Asia. It didn't say to this guy in Costa Mesa. It didn't say to Dave in two thousand sixteen. Right, right. right. So I have to have to make sure I don't take it too far. I have to look at it. What did it mean to them? And when it, and I have to, have to be sensitive to the words 
um, that are used when it says in the first three verses that these things were going to happen soon. They were at right. hand. And so right. I think but, but the more I, I paid attention spread. to the, those nuances, the less I read myself into it and the re- less I said, oh, this isn't talking to me. This is talking to them and I can gain something from it. But the Bible is not a book written to Dave or Scott or Zach. It was written to um, the Church of Thessalonica. It was written to the Ephesians. It was written, but it's re- but it's still relevant, Timothy. right? But it's yes, they're, they're, the lessons they learned, just as it said, you know, these were written to them. And we have these so we can learn from them. Well, we they're learn, not written for them only, but to you as well. No, I'm actually quoting a scripture, but not giving the name because I'm well, not, I was, not that I was good co- at it. I was so, quoting the scripture too. The, so it was saying, <laughs> we, we these are written for us to learn from, essentially learn from what their mistakes or whatnot. Um, we are learning from things that happened to them. Nothing in the Bible was written to us. Well, so, so that can be it's taken, a historical that, book. That can be taken a number of ways. Is your name in the Bible? Is anything written okay. to you? Now, okay, Paul's name was not written in the Old Testament. To, like the things that are written in the Old Testament. Okay, I'm not, not talking about right. transliteration. I'm talking about who is addressed to, and it was addressed okay. to specific people okay. at a specific time. Right. So, so that's the paradigm okay, which no, no, I no, read no, the Bible no, now. Now, if you say if you say the Bible is not written to someone, but could it be written for right? The difference between two and four. So it's not written to yes. us. It's for it's, edification. But, it, but it's written for yes. us. So that's you can a be edified by difference. seeing how people. Right. Yeah. So you disagree with him saying that or not? I, I would disagree with, with the. Well, I well no. I, I think a, you agree with. I, me. I asked a question to clarify because if you say the Bible is not written to you, is Scott in Correct. the Bible? No. So, but but if I if I were a, not a not a. Uh, well, you're not your Scott. If if I was not, um, inquisitive, I I could take that as so it's not written to us. Therefore, it's. We have nothing to do with it. it that's not, not what he's saying. No, 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 a, no. So, so, so listen, listen to what I'm saying. That's a false dichotomy. Right? No, no. If, if God dang, so you, you jump so far. You, I know. You're I know. Thinking way ahead. No, I get what you're trying no, to say. But, no, but it, I, like, I not already, to us, but it's written for us, right? Is right. That what you're so trying that to say? I, I had already gone to the to us for sure. us thing. Yeah. So no. it was written for our admi- admonition. But you agree with them, and you still found a way to argue. No, I, I no, I don't know what I don't know what I'm. No, I don't know what I'm agreeing. So. I, that's why I want to clarify right. because because you were making a pretty strong point. Sure. Because you, you said Scott, you're not in the Bible, right? So it's not written to you. If you're a Christian, what does that things mean about for Christians me, are are meaningful to you, right? What is what is I, what does it mean for me then? If it's not written to me, what's what's your point of saying that? If it applies to you, then then you can apply it to you. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. So if you are not in Ephesus. Then it doesn't apply to you unless it's a paradigm of about Christianity. Then it does. Okay, so so, so it's about I, how I, you live. I your... like the clarification, sure. and the clarification is important because if you stopped at if you're not in Ephesus, then it doesn't apply to you, right? Right. Because people do stop there. People do stop with it's not written to you, and they stop there. Right. So no, I, actually, most people think it's all written to them. Yeah, a lot of people do. That's probably the general default. And well, they, they not, read I'm themselves into about, the Bible. Forget forget the people that are mis. Misinterpreting no, or whatever. Most of the listeners. I, I'm I'm trying to address what uh, I'm yeah. trying to address what Dave is saying though. I mean, I, cause be, I'm I'm just I'm trying to address what you're saying. Thank you, Aubrey. I, I'm not. That's all. So so it's just because it's not written to me mm-hmm. does not does that does not mean that it doesn't apply to me. Right. It, it, right. And I'm not saying in every in you know every single word or whatever, 
but but it the Bible is still relevant to yes. to yeah, uh, 21st so. century. Or <laughs> I really spend 20th. a lot of time reading it. Right, right. So that's my point. So sure. So and I learn a lot of lessons from it, and I apply a lot of, apply a lot of principles uh, from it to my life. Yeah. So, but so I don't still, say I'm looking for things. I would say Jesus is relevant. Is he? Is 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 Jesus relevant? Yeah. If the Bible were to uh, disappear, would Jesus not exist anymore? The Bible. Well, the Bible wasn't written to us. No. So, so that's not, my point, no, right? No, if the Bible were to disappear, would Jesus poof and not be existing? That's a false. That's a false dichotomy. No, it's a it's a it's a proper ordering of things. The Bible points to someone. The Bible is not the one. That's yeah, the well, I, I don't know why you're saying that though. Why 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 Jesus. why the question? So so Jesus existed before. You seem very. You're, you're I'm not. Sure. I'm I'm okay. not trying to put the Bible before Jesus. Why? Where does that come from? Where, because, where, where does that of, come from? We're, we're not even talking about the... how intense you get on uh, interpreting the Bible. We, don't, we're not, we haven't even mentioned the preeminence of Jesus or, or anything relating so to Jesus to... It, Jesus existed before the written word. So why does that word. make you angry when I say that? Because, no, it's, it's the implication of the question that I but am... But you, you agree with the question. I, no, I disagree with the question. I would say do, I, I do disagree you think with your answer. Any of, of the, the Bible was written to you specifically, uh, or was it written and I, some well, of it applies no, to I th- you? I think I think that. Well, see, so that that's where I would want to clarify the difference between two and four, and and what you what when you say two, do you have a specific defamation? Defamation. <laughs> you have, you have a specific meaning when you're using the word two. You you mean something very specific. So there are two classes. There are individuals and there are broad groups. And when someone says Christians, that applies to you, correct? When uh, someone well, says uh, believers, when believers, says those e- in Christ. Sure. Right. When someone says Ephesians, that doesn't apply to you, correct? Uh, Unless it's a a principle that would apply to all Christians. If if he's saying to the believers in Ephesus, correct, and they had their own issues that you might not have. But I could. Do you have those issues in I, your church about women I not could, covering their head, etc.? Yeah, you do. Yeah, because I, I, every church does. Well, because Paul said that's that is not a custom that we have. So Paul's uh, Paul didn't have that as a custom. Wait, wait, that. Uh, wait, and I don't know uh, if that was Ephesus or not. But well, so he addresses Corinth- certain churches. So he addresses certain churches that have certain issues, but not all the churches had the same issues. Although, and Tim- your church although probably Timothy has, was probably, and I'm willing to guess some of the churches around here have issues that well, well, they would like to address. Well, no, but no, but but if but if if Paul is writing to the Ephesians, and he is saying, it, so so are you saying that if Paul's writing to the Ephesians, that what he's saying is only applying to the Ephesians? Yes, he. It only applies it, to Ephesians unless it's a principle that applies to Christians in general. So, so the Ephesians had their own specific issues in that region in that culture. Right, I, under, I understand. Right. I understand all but that. But you can learn from that. I, and, right, and I get, part I get of, that. Part yeah. of what he's writing has to do with either righteousness or the way they relate to their culture around them. Right. So, if and he their says, culture around you is not the same as the culture around them. But the way well, you obviously, re- obviously, but your righteousness is related to Christ only. Obviously, they they lived in a different culture. Right. Uh, they they overtly worship pagan gods. Right. Um, here we covertly worship pagan pagan gods. I would say right. Um, but if but if he says something is uh, this is a command of the Lord. Right. Versus this is I say not the Lord. Right. right. So if he says 
this is God's command, not mine, then it's universal. Then I would say it would apply to all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a principle that applies to Christians in general. But, and I agree. And I, I agree. think the apostles had the authority given to them to apply principles to all Christians. But... I don't, and so that's why we can take that and learn from it and apply it to right, ourselves. Right. But it wasn't written to us. Can you give me an example of something that was written to a specific? Can you city? kiss Priscilla and Aquila today? Oh, okay. So you're you're talking about? No, if, you want a specific example. Can you kiss Priscilla and Aquila? Well, okay. So no, but so, but no. Is that is that the standard though? So is if though if those two people. It, so the only the only way something it had doesn't audience have, relevance is what I'm saying. So well, okay, but other than if if it's referring to specific pe like people being alive that I can physically do something to, mm-hmm. other than that, um, because obviously uh, I I can find a girl named Priscilla, if a, if that's a girl's name, and kiss her, sure. I, I could do that. So the apostles I find, were given I find the authority Priscilla. to establish Actually, the like church and the principles by which they were to live, and they tried to do that in their letters and in their epistles. Um, some of them were very specific to their the local cultures, and they were spread out through Asia and Europe right. and whatever, right. Rome. Um, so the principle of not wearing um, earrings... Uh, might not apply today as it did then, but the but, mo- are, but, but the motive behind it had to do with um, uh, um, being um, modest, modest or immodest. Right. right. So, so that's taking that's so taking you the scripture from that. properly. Right. If you so, take it literal taking... and you think it's written to you, then you would you would forbid all women from wearing earrings. Well, no, 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 no. no. So I, I think that would be a misinterpretation because right. because. The the thrust of the passage is about modesty. Correct. And the earrings the earrings, if you're gonna take the definition of earrings as is is our day, it's not gonna be the same as as sure. was in their day. So so that's So you're as taking well, something and you're learning from it and you're being edified from it, but you're not applying the exact words to you because they don't apply to you because Well well you're applying some so you're applying some of you're applying some of the words to you. But but you're no, not. You're, you're applying you're, the principle. Well, modesty. But your church doesn't have the same problem. You're you're the women and the men speaking and this and that don't have you're, you don't have that problem. But as far uh, well, no. Uh, whether or not my church has a problem, if there's any church outside of Ephesus in the first century, then then you do know that none of this is going to be on the podcast, right? I, well. So I'm I'm asking questions to you because I I, I want to know I want to know other sure. I want to know other perspectives. I might sound it, it probably sounds argumentative. No, no. But I, but but if I don't if I don't ask the question from close to my perspective, how how am I going to hear a response to actually sure. what you know? So and I and I think Zach Zach has a problem with that because I, I I often do sound argumentative, but. And I like to argue, but that's the point. Well, you want point. to clarify it and narrow it down to a very fine point. Well, because and if I'm someone not, is making... I don't have a problem with that. Someone is... Yeah, well, and I, and I appreciate that. But right. It's, right. Because if someone is making a statement, I, I want to know what they're meaning. Okay. Um, so when I say it's not written to us, but for us, you want to know what I mean by that. And, be, and I say... there's a huge difference And I say it has to do with 
audience relevance. Right, which I agree with. I and mean, that's backgrounds. Because, that, right? and, and, here, and here will be a, a, a doozy, I would say, for you if you uh, apply a revelation to our future. Um, it doesn't, it talks about people not coming down, well, this is Matthew 24, not coming down from their rooftops and their cloaks. Right. But in Revelation, right. it talks about um, horses and in a specific valley. So you actually have to believe right. that we're going to fight a battle with horses. And we, we all know today we don't fight battles like that. So now you have to force our future into, well, maybe a, a electronic bomb will make all technology uh, useless and we have to use yeah, horses. I mean, some people have gone some, that some far. Some people have gone they that have far, They have to yes. force their view P- of the future possibly. to fit the literal view the, of you Revelation. Don't have to, you don't have I, I don't think that that is a, a necessary negation of, of a futurist position. I, I don't think that I don't think that negates a futurist position. And I would say, if you want to take it literal, it does because we don't fight on horseback, and the blood is not going to fill up a valley. I mean, you could take all the humans in the earth, it's, and their blood is probably not going to fill up a valley. So well, I mean, I, you, could, you could do the calculation right, if we, you if could, we all have. But I think uh, it's obvious that twelve it's pints not, of blood in our body right. in the Valley of Hinnom, and right. Uh, but I think it's obvious <laughs> that's not the thrust, if you will, uh, like uh, you possibly say. Possibly that that it it, it it it's a lot of blood. So sure. that's sure. what I would. That's what I would say. Okay, that sounds figurative. It's a lot of blood. Sure. I, I, so, so that yeah, it's like it's not necessarily going to fill the whole valley, valley, but it's so you it's, just it's you need to say, oh, wait, what is this trying to say instead of what is this actually saying? If it can be taken figuratively, well, right, right, and 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 I and I get that, but I I just I don't. So going back to the full preterist thing, I I don't see uh, a lot. Well, I see partial. And it is interesting that you said every, all Christians are partial predators because if you think, you know... He believes... Yeah. If you believe the temple was destroyed... Some prophecies have done, been done right, in the past, yeah. Right. And and I get that. Mm-hmm. So I could say I'm I'm a, sort of a partial predatorist. Well, I would ask you one thing. What prophecy are you waiting for to be fulfilled in the future? So... That's a real simple question. Yeah. Paul, Paul talks about our blessed hope. Sure. Um, we're, we're looking, we're looking for salvation to be revealed in the last day, uh, well, to, to be completed. So does that mean salvation is not complete? And when you say the last I, day, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Paul, Paul used the language. Sure. I don't, I don't know exactly what that means, but I think it means that, that it's the, the consummation of our salvation that, uh, that when your salvation is consummated upon your death, well, unless Jesus returns before I die, so so if, so, and and I think that was because but I think that happened already. Well, well, when I'd say it didn't, I so I mean we're, right. we're in the same spot, right? Um, <laughs> but but Paul is talking about our blessed hope. Well, I think which his is the coming return. is in judgment on on Judea and on the. Those that lived in that generation who, yeah. who pierced him, right, right, and and who denied he was a Messiah and uh, martyred his believers, and that's what I believe, right. But, and now you you might try to ascribe to a double fulfillment of that because unless you deny that that happened in seventy A.D., 
That what that that uh, that the, judgment happened to or, Israel. Or, so in that, 70 AD? that's where I would that's where I would agree. Well, do you agree a judgment happened in seventy right. AD? That's where I would agree with the partial. Your partial. Every Christian's a partial no, I mean, preterist yeah. statement. Do you agree that a judgment happened in seventy AD when Israel, when Jude, Jerusalem was destroyed and the temple was destroyed and a lot of those Jews that were in Jerusalem were destroyed? Yes, that that fulfilled a part of Matthew twenty four. Let's say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Right. Right. So there is judgment. I don't on think those... anyone denies that. So well, I hope I hope no one denies. So that. So there That's was judgment way. on that, and there was yes. de- and that destroyed the old covenant, and it destroyed those who martyred his believers. Uh, well, I I think the old covenant, and you might you might agree. No, I think it's yes or no. Did it destroy those things? I, I think the old covenant was destroyed at the resurrection. Or death, death, burial, well, and resurrection. He, Hebrews says kind of what is becoming obsolete because they still had the priesthood, they still had the temple. Right. So, um, and so you say, what, what is not? What, what are we looking to be fulfilled? So, Titus two thirteen, looking for the blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, uh, now who is he writing that to? So this is to Titus. Okay, not Scott Holbert. So, so that goes back to my two and four question. <laughs> right. So, even though he's writing to Titus, mm-hmm. just like, just like the. But he was writing that pre seventy A.D. to Titus, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, if if you know if everything ends in seventy A.D., of course. But um, I'm just saying who he wrote it to and when he wrote it. Right. So that well, applies and I, to I that would, paradigm. Well, I would I would say that. That just like other Old Testament prophecies, um, here's an interesting thing: How many um, apostles or those disciples wrote books after the destruction of Jerusalem? Arguably, how many do we have? Arguably, Revelation was written after 780. Whether or not it was, I don't. I don't know. Obviously, right. no one knows for well, sure. I would say arguably it was written before. Right. Right. But and then, but based then, on internal evidence, right. mostly and external as well. But right, and then you and then you have the uh, early early church fathers. And nobody wrote about the destruction of Israel after Revelation. Like, like who? Like any Christians? Well, if if John was the last apostle alive, mm-hmm. um, which probably most people think he was. I would agree with that. Um, then it would be kind of impossible if, well, if, if all he the New wrote, Testament wasn't written by apostles. So okay, so so uh, what? Luke, who, who was the non-apostle? Right. Yeah, he was not an apostle. So Luke, so Luke lived. Was Titus after. an apostle? Well, no, wait, what, Jude. What, wait. What's your question? Wait, what, what was your question? I thought, well, I I thought you said it's that, odd that there was. There's no writings after the, the destruction of Jerusalem. If I Wait, right, wait what pres- writings? What writings, though? About the church. Any, any authoritative writings from people uh, that had the Holy Spirit? That no, wit- no, no, that no, witnessed, so I, no. I that, think... that were called out by Christ, that witnessed Christ and his resurrection. Oh, uh, so, okay, so they'd be, like, worthy of canon. Correct. Um, I'm not sure... Because Titus wouldn't be in that because he wasn't alive. He wasn't well, he around. Was, with, he, he witnessed, right? He witnessed the resurrected Christ. Did he? Well, yeah. Was wasn't it? he a part? Wasn't he a part of the gang? I don't know. He wasn't in the. Well, he well, wasn't it was one to Titus anyway. He, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> so 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 I think your question is: Was any 
Let's let's just say. So we have authority in scripture because people had they were they right right. I I know I get all that, but I'm just confused by your question. But let's just say there was no apostolic writing worthy of canon after 70 A.D. And I and I'd say okay, sure, yeah, okay. I just said, do you think that's odd? If there were, if that's when they died, I, I. I mean, or, if there was any, if we were supposed to have any future uh, revelations of anything, I, I, or instructions, I don't think that that is. Uh, By the way, are yeah. you sola scriptura or not? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, sola scriptura. Now, when, all right. Me and Scott agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> but when you. After and, and well, I thought that was it. I thought we agreed. And once we agree on solo scripture, yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. And, and man, I I I enjoy talking about this stuff. Um, I don't mind talking. I talk all. I mean, I don't have anything much better to talk about. But I think the the podcast thing is kind of. It's this isn't going to be probably won't be on the podcast. And it's just a discussion between you and I. That's and I'd love to carry this conversation yeah. on. A long time. They hey Zach chose to put Bibles in the podcast. I wanted to take <laughs> beers out. He chose to put Bibles in, but then he doesn't like the way I, no, I argue I, I understand. about about the Bible. But you, well, you guys are polar, almost polar opposites on, on that spectrum. Yeah, where where he wouldn't. I mean, he he could not agree with Sola Scriptura. Right. He cannot agree. He can't even agree. It, it's difficult. For him to say that the Bible is authoritative, right? And I I understand that. I don't agree um, with it, but I understand that. Um, but when you do that, you really take the rug out from under you. And y- yes, and I I think I've tried to explain that. Um, that it's every man for himself. If you do that, that if there's no authority that you set on, yeah. then you really just might as well be a Hindu. <laughs> I'm, Cause, I'm cause not they, joking. They do good works. I'm not joking. They, yeah. they, they, I'm not. I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not joking. Yeah, they, they, they want to help other people, yeah. and, and they want to achieve. I mean, if you have, whatever. if you have no authority to rest on, then I mean, you might as well do what's right in your own eyes, because that's the only thing that's right. If there's right. no authority, so right. yeah. And 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 I I'm not a Calvinist, but I listen Thank to you. I. I I listen to Calvinists. Yeah, and they have uh, a lot like, of good things to say about a lot of stuff. Yeah, James White and... Uh, R.C. Sproul. Or, uh, yeah, of, R.C. Yeah. Sproul and R.C. Sure. Sproul is a partial preterist. Sure. Um, and I, I've picked up uh, Jeff Durbin over there at Apologia Studios, um, and he's also a some sort of partial preterist, pre-amillennial something. So if I was going to take... Don K. Preston and oh, yeah. and a blender and and Steve Gregg in a blender and uh, Gary Demar in a blender. Um, that I'm I'm kind of a mix of those things. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't 100 percent align with any of them. I think I would say mostly Steve Gregg, but I think he's he's not full preterist. But and Demar is not full preterist. Demar is a, a post millennialist, but I think. Um, Don K. Preston, he's more of a covenant, uh, a, a covenant eschatology, and so he spiritualizes thing. Even he spiritual, I believe he even spiritualizes the resurrection to me, not mean a physical in wow. an individual body, but to mean group as a whole. 
And I and it does have merit. And if you look into it, it does have merit to some degree. But I think there are enough scriptures that um, you you can't go a hundred percent that direction. Yeah, so. the main the main one. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, right? Our faith is in vain. Right. And uh, I I think that's the. Did our feet just touch? That's kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I did hear something about uh, uh, full preterists. Um, and I know and, of yeah. a guy that actually <laughs> he believes that the whole Bible only uh, applied to those Christians that were alive, and after seventy A.D. they were raptured. And there's nothing in the Bible applies to anybody today. That there are no right. promises, there are no right. covenants, and that was part nothing. of my question as well. Because I, I, you know, I've done some research on full preterists. Sure. And now so, that is so. When you say, "Was it written to you?" Right. So oh, he, what do you mean by uh, that? So, so you should have said that earlier. <laughs> what? So yeah, Zach. Zach I, got in my way. Thanks, Zach. No, I did say that the He's kingdom, the kingdom continues to grow forever, and I would say that the person I just described, that doesn't apply to. So yeah. I answered that question kind of, if you understood that, you, I already answered that question. The kingdom keeps growing and we're in the kingdom now, whereas, you know, I'm in the kingdom now, whereas someone that like that, that believes that all that prophecy was for those Hebrews only specifically. And after 70 AD, they were raptured and they got their promise. Then the Bible doesn't apply to anybody else. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, Good night. Man. Man, all right, so Zach ruined our conversation, and... I'm 52, I'm a gym teacher. <clears throat> <clears throat> um... <laughs>